0: Welcome to the Tuesday Review, Saturday Review, I should say. I'm introducing it as a Tuesday Review because in the podcast yeah. it'll probably get uploaded to well, the main banner. But this is a Saturday Review.
1: Technically, yes. Technically.
0: Uh, I'm Nathan, as always, joined by James and Callum. How are you going, guys? Not, Not bad. bad. Very good. So, yeah. we've been a while since we've done show we, a show on Saturday.
1: Yeah, we haven't done a Saturday Review since early October last year. So, it's been a long time. Um, and originally, the Saturday Review was just like a like a whatever show where we just kind of talk about politics or whatever, you know, social issues or, you know, personal things. And then the first one we talked a lot about video games, but then it kind of changed to like, well, maybe we should leave video games for the main show since that's pop culture kind of stuff. Um, But, yeah, uh, we haven't been able to do one for a while. Now Now we're doing one. But, yeah, we figured, well, we might as well take this opportunity to actually talk about a lot of stuff we didn't get to in the Tuesday program, um, especially because Callum wasn't here for the last episode, um, so it's technically not not a normal Saturday episode where we talk about politics and stuff, so this week we're just going to talk mostly about video games, and there's a lot of stuff been going on yeah. um, in the world of video games, but first, there's something that's been happening over the last few months. Yeah, last couple of months. Yeah, which you know it's big news for nerds like us <laughs> yeah, but and we've we've been talking about it a lot uh off air um, so we thought we'd bring it up now since we have the time. And
2: yeah, plus there's been a huge development just this morning. Yeah. Uh, for us in to Australia
1: released. Callum, start from the start. Explain everything that happened. Okay. Or the the, the so dot points Once least. upon
2: a time, there was a man called Gary Cligax. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and he, he, uh,
2: along with a few other people created a game called Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm sure listeners of the show know from Stranger
1: Things or Critical Role yeah. or Tabletop. whatever
2: pop culture reference. <laughs> Tabletop. RPG yeah.
1: game. Um, and When did he create it? In the 70s?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And to make a long story short, it's been owned by a couple of different companies, but they've had, a, at one point in time, they made a license called the Open Game License, which mm. meant that people could make their own supplements for Dungeons and & Dragons and sell it.
0: Also, well, so asterisks here, they claim ownership of their mechanics.
2: We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Yeah, but
1: they've yeah. always claimed that, even though you can't technically yeah, copyright yeah, 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 yeah. you can't copyright yeah. game mechanics um, in the US.
2: So this is called the OGL. And a lot of people use
1: this to make open a lot of... Ga- did you say open game license? Yeah. yeah and O-G- essentially,
2: all it is is saying that I'm going to make a dungeon to play with my friends, but I'm also going to sell it or whatever. It
1: allows players to make their own Adventures adventure and using the Dungeons & Dragons rules. Rules. Um, with and their, sell them. With, with, yeah. And it's, open, it's an open license. So, it's like... Yeah. You don't need
2: permission to use it. You just stick it in the end of your product yeah. and you're golden. Yeah.
1: And this has been this way for
2: decades. Years. Yes. Yeah. For years and years. So, one day... Um, Hasbro has, uh, which currently owns. Hasbro is the parent company. Is, owns Wizards of the Coast, which currently owns. own the Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. Magic: The Gathering properties. So one day they have some financial meeting or whatever, uh, you know, call uh, capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and long story short, Wizards is the uh, is like the main profitable wing of the whole company.
1: Of all of, Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah.
2: And the problem is that the investors, I guess, believe that Dungeons & Dragons is being under-monetized. Mm. So, they believe there's there's like locked income in there that they need to be able to access. And a part of that problem was that a lot of the users of Dungeons & Dragons were getting their products from third-party creators. Mm. So, people like, you know, making their own adventures, uploading them to the popular websites of the day, such as uh, Drive Through RPG, Roll20, w- what have you. Um and they decided not oh, good enough. We need to change that so we get a cut, like a cut of their income and you know part yeah. ownership of their product. The
1: open, yeah. The open game license is no longer open. That's if, right. If you're making stuff using our mechanics, we should yeah. get a cut. And so this
2: course. was called one D and D, as yeah. in you know we're both kind of bringing the community together to be one joint community instead of the D and D and then everyone else mentality. Yeah. Um. So this was a deeply unpopular move as it it, it um not only did it Mean in certain circumstances that wizards would own your product mm. if you published under the new license. It will also mean that you had to give them money from your earnings that you, that you made. Yeah. And for some of these companies, like and I will just to, just in the spirit of honesty, for most people this isn't a big deal because you need to be earning millions for it to really
1: affect you. But it's just the it's print- like seven hundred fifty thousand before you have to start giving yeah. them a cut or something. So
2: it's it's you know, but it's the spirit of the thing. It's it's saying that we're going to be taking money out of your precedent. pocket. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but they also the there was a huge fallout. So the the repercussions were. So, they made a lot of their money and a lot of their uh, monthly active users, which is a a corporate thing. Like, Mm. the way they judge progress is how many MADUs have we got, you know, how many... Subscriptions. um, Exactly, subscriptions. Yeah. So, a lot of people ended up cancelling their um, D&D Beyond accounts, which is uh, Wizards of the Coast's um, personal virtual tabletop system. So, like, we've played games, for example, on Roll20. There's also... um, foundry there's like a whole bunch of different programs you can use to play tabletop games with your friends over the internet and D beyond is their proprietary one mm. and so a lot of people cancelled theirs because the it looks like the end result of D beyond was turning D into a video game as opposed to a tabletop game yeah so you buy all your books digitally your characters are all digital nothing's on paper everything's stored on their servers which yeah. is against the spirit and of old school role playing.
1: Yeah. And the reason for the backlash was because for decades, the whole thing with D&D was you can use your imagination and you yeah. and your friends can get together and make your own exactly. adventure yeah. using D&D as a base, Yeah, uh, like as a foundation. Yeah. And they were basically trying to monetize you and your friends... Imagination yeah. and your enjoyment of yeah. the game.
2: So, like back in the day, right? If you were 13 and you made a fantasy adventure with your friends, the chances are you're not going to try and sell it. But in the current era we find ourselves in, you could just upload it to the net on a you know drive through RPG, for example, yeah. the most popular. Share one. it with other people, and you could just be like, okay, you can play my adventure, three bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's surprisingly profitable for some people
1: and even if you weren't making money of it like i there's said all the legal sits, ramifications it, yeah it sets a dangerous precedent where all of a sudden they the wizards of the coast can say actually that belongs yeah. to us
2: and there's also the morality clause which is upsetting a lot of people where dungeons and dragons would say yeah. you can't use this word you can't use this theme if it's associated with our products which yeah. is loosely called 5th edition if you use the open game license and there's like a whole lot of people are saying you shouldn't you shouldn't be the standard setter for our and our uh, ideas yeah If that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, there's been a massive uh, fallout over this. What ended up happening is like Paizo, the creator of the second most popular fantasy tabletop game called Pathfinder, which was originally based off D&D using the open game license, which we talked about before. Uh, They essentially decided this is not good enough. We're making our own license called the ORC, which stands for open role playing uh, something license. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what the C stands for. Mm. Um, and a whole bunch of other companies also rallied behind that license, giving their full support, such as Chaosium, who do uh, RuneQuest and Call of Thulu. Yeah, a uh, bunch of others as well.
0: Open RPG creative license. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah. Um. So basically, like all the, all these other companies were like, actually, we're going to embrace. The, the old spirit of what, yeah. what it should There's be.
0: There's blood in the water, the big sharks. Yeah, and
1: stoner. I yeah. will say,
2: the so I bought a game called Cypher System because uh, I was really interested in it because it sounds really interesting and unique. Mm. And the demand for even Cypher System, which is one of the smaller big ones, I know that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's yeah, a dumb I know thing to say, yeah. um, is so big that I bought my game on the 11th, it's still processed and they haven't posted it. I got an email today, yeah. uh, me being cc'd and there was like a bunch of people from the actual cyber company apologizing for how long it was taking and they're trying to get their Australian warehouse to ship yeah. everything. Well, but the demand is so high they don't all, have the
1: people. All the D&D fans jump ship. Yeah, like so, like you said people were can- canceling their subscriptions left, right, yeah. and you know they were all going to Pathfinder or different systems and they're like, "You know what? We don't want to re- reward Wizards of the Coast for their anti uh, anti I mean, the whole thing not is yeah, and anti- well, it is anti consumer, yeah, but you know they're, f- they're super they're capitalist anta- mindset. They're, yeah, they're antagonizing their own fan base, and the fan base was like, no, we're not going to yeah. reward you for that. Yeah. We're going off. That's right.
0: You uh, the whole thing it comes from. If it was like a video game company, it's like yeah, whatever. Like it's different, different industry, but like the whole. Thing about Dungeons Dragons tabletop games is you invest so much of your own creativity into it. Yeah, you're not playing a product; they're trying to market it as a product that they've already created for yeah, you. And yeah, and I
1: think Callum and I were talking about this off air, and like I think one of the problems is now that D and D is not mainstream, but it's become popular through things like Stranger Things. Um the company's head's gotten too big yeah, yeah. and they're like oh well we, let's t- it's our time to shine boys let's that's it you know Cash in. yeah like, milk this for all it's worth and as, it's like they already make a lot of money selling books and supplemental material and like, all and subscription yeah. i mean that's yeah. the
0: whole thing is as big as this company is the way it works with tabletop is you're not going to make as much money as you would if you were a video game studio or yeah. a movie studio. And they make movie,
1: they're, ma- they're making a DD and yeah, d movie yeah. coming out soon and they've made D&D video games, right? Yeah, have been for years. So yes, it's not yeah. like they don't have but their like money-making their avenues. Sort
0: of their community, will say, sphere of influence is a lot bigger than their profit potential. Yeah, Just yeah. by virtue of the fact that at least fifty percent of the effort is on the nerds at home to actually come up with their own adventure yeah. or to play out adventure that's written for them in their own way. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's there's that fifty fifty kind of effort. But sharing. it's
1: insane that they're like that's but ours now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your 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 nerd your nerd yeah. brain and your friends nerds brains are ours now. Yeah. It's so like, what ended no. up
2: happening was Paizo, for example, and I'm probably going to get this figure wrong, but it's it's in the it's in the same ballpark. They did like in two months they made 680%, I think the figure was, of the profit they were expecting to make in that period of time. So, like, like they've made, like, a year's worth of profit in the two months since D&D went crazy. Who wait? Who did? Paizo, the Pathfinder company. Oh, okay.
1: The yeah, the, yeah. the uh, so like competitor.
2: Yeah, so like it's apparently the the top selling books in the tabletop industry right now. It's like a, a hodgepodge of like the big ones and then some smaller ones. And mm. apparently, it's looking a lot like it was in the eighties, where there's like old multiple systems vying for control. Who can be the better one with the better adventures? And apparently, it's really good for the industry right now. Well yeah, now um, it's
1: more competitive, but, whereas before D and D was at the top, now yeah. they've, <laughs> <but then laughs> they've one, co- committed suicide and <laughs> But then one day
2: a tabletop influencer went on Twitter and they said, just so everyone's aware, Hasbro has a lot writing on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. So please if don't watch it if you if you want to yeah. uh, participate in this cultural struggle we're going through. So anyway, a whole bunch of people started cancelling their subs, vowing not
1: to see the movie yeah. and Well, we were like yeah, we're probably not. We were we were really excited for the movie, and then now we're like, no, nah, probably not going to yeah. go.
0: Before before we get into how Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast reacts to this, let's just just explain that how the OGL people have been comfortable with the OGL oh, yeah, for a long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, but it's based in lies. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Because so, you can't. Yeah, they legally
1: they in, yeah, can't copyright. It's the whole game mechanics.
0: It's the whole thing of like. I'm Cadbury, I own the colour purple, fight me over it. Yeah. They have more money than you, they can drag out any yeah. longer. But they don't own the colour purple, it's, yeah. it exists in nature. Yeah, it's just yeah. they have the it, money
1: yeah. and the resources to fight people, exactly. even though it's just like, no, you can't copyright exactly. the yeah. colour purple. So basically, like, game mechanics in the US, I don't and know. And Australia, no, and Australia. And I'm yeah. assuming other countries. So you can't copyright, like... Roll, roll a dice. Whoever gets the high number wins. Wins. Yeah. It's like you can't copyright that. No. So yeah. like, there's a good video. Uh, so, from, there's
0: a good video on this from YouTuber Legal Eagle. He explains okay, it in yeah. great detail. with The American logist, the American sort of legalist. But it'd be similar here. Yeah. You can't copyright mechanics because you can't copyright method, mm. and you can't like. For instance, he uses an example. Basically, I can come up with my own Monopoly board. As long as I don't call the game Monopoly and yeah. rename all the streets, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. And a lot of companies have ripped off Monopoly over the
1: years. There are so many ball games that are yeah. clearly just another ball game but rename yeah, exactly. or, you know yeah. rename no, because the that's like- all
0: method. But you can't so when Dungeons and Dragons say we own the word jump in a tabletop yeah. game, it's yeah. like the no open You're saying you own someone else thinking and imagining that they're jumping to achieve a goal or overcome an obstacle. Yeah. You can't copyright the imagination. Yeah. While you can't so,
2: copyright the imagination, you can copyright the vernacular used to express those concepts... Which is yeah. what, which is where the legal drama comes from. So, like for example, if if I say
1: there are certain D and D terms that are specific yeah. to D and D that they created that you can't just yeah, rip like off, like ab- ability modifier and stuff Again, like that yeah.
2: and stat checks. No, no, no. That one you maybe, can use. You can use that idea, but you you can't say modifier in the same context. That's
0: also that's also kind of disputed as well. Yeah, it's all the disputed, only, but that's the, what wizards claim. Yeah, that's always Wizards claim. According to some YouTubers, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, The only thing that allegedly they're able to actually hold copyright over is created works. Yeah. So magic missiles, yeah. um The sort of the, create, uh, yeah. evil wizard e- Vecna or whatever yeah. that so, mind flayers, right all yeah. yeah. like yeah. actually created things. Like using the term ability modifier, they didn't create yeah. that. Those no. words existed. That concept yeah. would have existed before. And Tell the Romans two thousand years ago yeah, the D20s. with their D twenties, yeah. That they, who knows if they might that, have come up with something. And obviously you know? they
1: they can't like do things like an orc. Like they didn't create orcs, so no, it's yeah. like you no. can't. It, they it's can't very copyright. specific things they can pull yeah. copyright over. Like yeah. a spell or but, a,
0: a creature they create. Yeah.
1: But Nathan, I think what Nathan was getting to is that the open game license originally when when Wizards of the Coast came up with it is based, like you said, based on a lie because they technically can't do anything if yeah. someone... They yeah. were they were basically just doing it so they could say, hey, it's everyone. A it's a threat, essentially. Yeah. The, reason, the reason it was
2: so popular was because it was industry standard, mm. number one, and also it was easily copied. So you could just make your own adventure, look at some, what someone else has done in their book and just copy and paste the whole thing. Let's like slap it in there mm. and you're good to go.
0: It's kind of like a benevolent threat, yeah. right? And it's it's like, like, if you put this in, we're not going to do anything to you, but yeah. you have to acknowledge that we own it. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Even for most people, don't. for
2: most yeah. people, it's just that uh, you know, oh, you yeah. just got to do it. You know, like yeah, no one it's, cares. It's no one, than the headache of no it, one in it, the industry never, actually cares about it. It's just something you
1: you put to cover never your been tracks. A, it's never been a problem until they tried to Revoke capitalize it. on the yeah. threat.
0: Yeah, yeah, because until it was no longer an yeah. empty threat. Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. and now people are like, hang on, the open game license was basically uh, like not like not a thing in the first place. Yeah. Everyone just accepted it because it's like, yeah, cool. You created the game, but we own our ideas, whatever. But now they're like, no, it's ours. And no. you're like, hang on a second. That
0: awkward moment when they almost... backfire. Also, the awkward moment when there's even a question on whether they own the Knights of yeah. the Old Republic.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, it, I, I sent you guys the meme in the group <laughs> yeah. chat. Congratulations. You played yourself. Like, yeah. they, they committed suicide by... Like overstepping, their head their head got too big, and yeah. they overstepped their yeah, and, and the, they deliberately antagonising the their The moment own when you make the mouse loyal fan head. base, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, yeah.
0: Imagine Disney being like, "No, you don't own Star Wars or Republic. Go sit down, Hasbro. Thank you." I have more lawyers. I would yeah. it was it was <laughs> yeah.
2: it did only apply to two products published under the new license. So Knights of the Republic, yeah. Republic would be fine. But uh so what ended up happening was. They made a slight concession, but so I will say it was fascinating because they didn't say anything for like three weeks. It was just radio silence is the coast. So the whole the whole house is burning down around them, and they're just sitting there quietly, not saying anything. But eventually, they came out with a statement, and then it it was something to the effect of um uh they it was some honestly it was some bullcrap, but then they put. Uh, you might think you've won, but we've won too.
1: And it was like the most yeah. cringe thing I've seen. It was like a, a thinly, like passive-aggressive ap- non-apology. Yeah. It was just um, like, you know, oh, we understand everyone's frustrated. We're sorry we made this mistake. But, you know, and you, you the fan base may think they've won, but, but we've, we've also won, won. And it's like, no, dude, you can't. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> like, it continued
2: to get worse for them. Yeah. Um, And eventually they, they kind of capitulated as well. So what ended up happening was they said, okay, um, we're going to put some approximately 50 pages of what's called the SRD. So the Open Game License applies to what's called the standard reference document, which is just the rule set, mm-hmm. or other, often referred to as SRD or fifth edition, in yep. quotation marks. So 50 pages of the SRD was going to be made creative Commons as a kind of a, um, a token of goodwill from Wizards of the Coast. Which means that things like this, the core mechanics of the game, are Creative Commons. So they're saying we don't own that anymore. We don't own jumping or falling. We don't own attacking. Even, um, but but all this other stuff is going to be on the uh, one D and D license, the new one or mm. whatever it was going to be called. And it was still problematic because they were still uh, not. They were still trying to revoke the old license, which was st- which is still very popular in the community. Yeah. And it gets worse and worse for them <laughs> until we get to today.
1: Okay, and now I haven't heard this news, so yeah. this is new.
2: So I woke up today and there's an announcement from Wizards of the Coast saying we're really very sorry. Uh, we're not going to be revoking the open game license, the 1.0A license or whatever. And not only that, all 400 pages of the SRD have immediately been transferred to the uh, Creative, uh, Creative Commons. So And that includes races, it includes all the spells in the game, it includes monsters and stat blocks, it includes items, everything. The whole, basically, core Dungeons & Dragons no longer belongs to Wizards of the Coast. They really screwed themselves. The financial fallout (laughs) was so extreme that the actual rule set for the 5th edition doesn't belong to Hasbro anymore.
0: Which is insane when you That's think. That's insane. About it.
1: They're like. That's the. They're like everything belongs to us, and the fans are like, "No," and they're like, "Okay, everything belongs to you." <laughs> well, I mean, think about it um, in the
0: kind of in the group think and like the whole kind of what D D is. What did belong to the community anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. You buy the book, and I would but. say
2: it. It's not just. It's not just a promise. It's already been done. Mm. So it's like you can you can you can use it, and the only thing you have to put in there is the Creative
0: Commons license at the bottom. Yeah, I would say credit. Um, For the company to listen, listening to like the one lawyer who's like, this is how you can get out of this. Yeah. Well, so what ended up happening was like the one executive who's like, this is the only thing you can do to make this. No, so this is
2: where it gets interesting, right? So the one, the one good idea Wizards had in this whole thing was a customer survey. (laughs) Um, So everybody who filled out the one D&D survey must have been one united front because every single person was like, we think it's disgusting that you're revoking the OGL and we want more in the creative commons. And it was an over, it was like thousands and thousands of people, and
1: Wizards were like, I guess. Cal- Callum and I were talking about this off air, and my problem is every time a company does something disgusting like this and does something that deliberately antagonizes and hurts their f- loyal fan base and community, everyone complains, but no one does anything about it. All the fans keep subscribed yeah. to their whatever and keep buying their product. And I think this is a good example of. Everyone in the D&D community uniting and saying, no, we're going to cancel our stuff. We're going to, you know, sign this, everyone yeah. uh, sign the survey and, and uh, sign the petitions and, you know, boycott mm. the movie and it ended up working I guess yeah
2: and that's why I'm not so I'm not I'm not completely against watching the d d <laughs> movie now well no, yeah because now no, it doesn't belong on, to Hasbro like, well. it the belongs d- to us. I was like guess who the d <laughs> movie belongs to <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, this guy who has two thumbs and owns the d d movie yeah. this guy
2: you know what I mean <laughs> like I can write whatever fan fiction I want and they can do nothing about it Calum <laughs> writes <laughs> the unofficial sequel to them <laughs> <Yeah>. um, but, <laughs> but my point is what a turnaround cuz the the just the concept of f- 400 and something pages of the D&D rule set actually being able to be completely used by anybody around the world for their own personal use without any legal ramifications at all uh, you know pursuant to the terms of the creative commons which is a very very loose and permissive document mm. is incredible to me I think the, th- the fact that we they did such a 180 speaks to me that the company whether it was through cynic capitalistic pur- through cynical capitalistic purposes, or if it was actually through introspective change of a heart, actually did a proper one hundred and eighty and did the right thing by the, the community. Only th- way
0: they could have come out whole.
1: Yeah, the the, the the decision in the first place to revoke or change yeah. the OGL was a cynical capitalistic executive business guy decision it had nothing to do with yeah. the creative side no. of mm. the people who made it was there yeah, this was only the head honchos yeah. yeah and so the fact that they were getting hurt monetarily i think the business men were all like scrambling and like how do we fix this how do we fix this and, like Nathan said, someone must have said to them, like, you gotta just let it go. This is the only way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Like laughs> you, can
0: still, you still make the movies, you still make the games, you still make the books. Yeah. But yeah. the only way out they of still this own whole... The, like, they still own this the the D&D logo, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that's. Yeah, obviously, like,
1: yeah. it makes sense that there's certain things that are copyrighted yeah. to them. That's not what we are. Like they're arguing. trademarks, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like. It's yeah, like you the, have to
0: give it to the community. That's the especially, only way you'll get out. Yeah.
1: Especially whole. on a, a game that's for decades been almost purely about your own personal imagination and your friends Um, you know
2: and as people uh, who you know we're using the srd for our own purposes it's incredibly uh uplifting to know that we can do whatever we want in that framework and there's nothing hasbro can do to us yeah you know what i mean like 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 the you know projects we've had shelved because we were unsure about where we could even go with them let alone what they're going to look like well like now yeah. it's you know, we can I don't have we don't have to use awkward terminology anymore. We can use the natural terminology that people have been using for years yeah. because it works.
1: Well you were telling me about there was a, a lady who created her own tabletop game and was like literally uh on the verge of shipping it out yeah. to people who had bought yeah. it when all this controversy happened and she had to stop the orders and be like, I don't know what to do because
2: that's right, yeah, exactly. this right. will affect my Because it wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, people like us sitting at home being like, and then the orc did this, yeah. you know, behind their computers. <laughs> it was that a lot of people in working in business got appended by this and it actually, it ruined yeah. some people's livelihoods. There was the
1: guy who, you showed me his Twitter thread about how he, he would create magic items and weapons yeah. and then he would sell them, you know, to D players as like hey you can use this in your game yeah um and he's like now i don't know what to do because it's yeah. like it's my work it's my artwork but i created it belongs, it, i created yeah. the item under this previous the, idea the rules set it it's fitting it. into they've now said you can't do that and he's like it's insane yeah but now yeah so i just want to like, fall like, on like sword or whatever the term it's
2: crazy it's cra- it's honestly crazy to me that they let it all go um, it's the only
0: way the company could come out not looking like terrible people
2: yeah, like, not only... Because, like, yeah. people would have been happy if they were like, you know what, forget it. We're just going to stick with the, the open game license and we're going to change the legalese so it's ironclad. And then people still would have been happy with it. The fact that they made it Creative Commons is yeah. an incredible step forward for the tabletop I mean, community. Yeah. Like I said, I understand they did it wrong. Like, like, people shouldn't forget this. We That's shouldn't let thing. this
1: fade into memory... Because I don't, I don't like rewarding bad behavior. No. So I'm like, I'm happy to not see the D and D movie. But then Callum's like, oh, but they, <laughs> I, like I said, <laughs> it, it's complicated. It yeah. doesn't belong m- to them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more complicated now, you know. Um,
2: but yeah, so that's an incredible, incredible thing. I'm very happy about it, even if I'm not happy with the company.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess it's a, a decent uh, outcome or a good outcome. But I mean, it's yeah. we'll see how it goes in the next couple of years and.
2: Well, yeah. Well, it's. I mean, after the, the movie comes the out, S- yeah, the SRD is already done. It's already no Yeah. Well, is. I
1: guess they can't. They can't. Can't go back on now, their word. Yeah. Doesn't belong to them anymore. Well, yeah, so yeah. It's they like, gave
0: it away. It's legal.
2: for fifth edition. I don't know what the next edition is going to look like, but that's
0: we only need the one. I've heard that they're, well, they're, they're, <laughs> get, mean, they're yeah, they they they're setting up for the Creative Commons. So we
1: only need the <laughs> one. You know. I heard somewhere that the reason they were doing all this silly nonsense is because they're getting geared up to release version 6 or whatever 1D yeah 1D&D one one yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens when that comes out where they're like yeah the old stuff you can have but the new stuff the new stuff's probably OGL OG, OG. which that makes sense again yeah. let
0: them have it as long as they acknowledge that the the rules people have been using for the last 3 decades 4 yeah. decades they, don't,
1: they can't capitalise and constrict yeah. and censor our they, own... they gave
0: people the framework
1: yeah 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 it was really
2: ridiculous stuff too like um, how monster blo- like when a monster is, is listed in a and d book it has a certain um, table format mm. and they were like that belongs to us <laughs> you oh,
0: know so it's stupid. like dumb stuff that's, that's it's dumb insane. stuff like that as well yeah Look, we'll be right back with more right after this break you were back on the Saturday review mm. um, so yeah D&D belongs to everybody now Amazing.
1: yeah good outcome I good guess good outcome. Yeah. considering how worried we were yeah
0: uh, so what else we got, Callum? Uh, have I've been, other
1: Yeah, yeah I've been there's playing, a lot happening in the Microsoft sphere.
2: Yeah, and the Square Enix sphere. I've been mm. playing a game called Forspoken. Um, Spoken. <laughs> yeah, no. So this is g- so explain, so explain. It's explain
0: not what it
1: is. some controversy. Explain. Contrivacy, explain, yeah. what, <laughs> explain. Explain what it is, and then the controversy yeah. around it. So
2: there was a game announced a long time ago now, um, and it's also it's gone through some different changes over the years, different project names, blah blah blah. Created by a subdivision of Square Enix called Luminous Studio. Square Enix
1: is a famous video game developer, company. producer. Yeah, uh, business. They the they fame most famous for Final Fantasy, right? Yeah.
2: Um. They also do Dragon Quest, which is more popular in Japan than yeah. here. Um. Whole bunch. They pro- They produced. Um, Tomb Raider games, like they a have, whole bunch they of stuff. They have an
1: American wing where they, they like do third-party games like Tomb Raider, but then I think they, they sold, sold them all, all off, those off yeah. to do NFTs, which is yeah, yeah, another yeah. story which we won't talk about. Another controversy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Yeah,
2: so this is... Th- I've been I've been really looking forward to Forspoken for a while, and uh, finally it came out. And it's like
1: action RPG.
2: Yeah, uh, it's like it has more in common with a shooter. Really? it's Yeah, so it's the way it works is the combat you sp- you have spells... And the spells are mainly firing projectiles.
1: Mm. And so, it's like parkour. um, It's like a young woman from New York who gets sucked into a fantasy uh, Yeah. So, we'll get
2: to the mechanics because that's part of my review. But it starts off in New York with a 20-year-old Gen Z uh, woman, uh, African-American woman who is down on her luck. Yeah. um, Doesn't know who her parents are, been in and out of the system, you know, troubled childhood and that kind of stuff. And she uh, gets arrested for uh, breaking entering or something and she gets let go. Anyway, she finds a magic bracelet which transports her to another world and the bracelet can like talk to fantasy. her. Like a fantasy... Yeah, the bracelet can talk to her and stuff and yeah. so it comes through the PlayStation controller. It's awesome. Um, now, the problem was if you look up reviews for this game... PS5
1: exclusive, right? And PC. If you
2: look up reviews for this game, you'd think it was awful.
1: Like, well, like one. Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah,
2: so the, the general consensus is that the game sucks. Mm. And the reason it sucks is because uh, the textures, which we'll get to that in a minute, because mm. I think I have an interesting perspective on that. But the apparently the dialogue is horrendous. Now, the dialogue is at times bad, and mm. the exposition can be awful. Mm. Like, that's the one problem I have. The pro- I have a problem more with the exposition than the dialogue itself. The dialogue, once you get used to it, it's it's how someone from, like, a Gen Z lady who doesn't have a lot, like, she doesn't have anything to lose. Look, it's how she would talk, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, this is a bit of a controversial view of my own, and I've seen it shared by a couple of other people, and everyone who says this gets shot down. But I, I'm pretty confident that the problem is that she's a black woman, and that's why people oh, don't like it. So... Now, if this was Ryan Reynolds portraying a mid-twenties white guy and it was exactly the same game with the same dialogue, I think he'd be getting seven and eights instead of threes and fours. Every Um,
1: every time a game comes out with, one, a female protagonist and, two, a female protagonist of colour... Yeah. hashtag gamers lose their minds
2: yeah 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 and, and these, it, these, these people say, are trolls and yeah. don't listen to but them. this is even even normal reviewers from like uh, you know IGN and stuff yeah. they're like oh no the game sucks I'm like it's but I, 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 look, personally, I, I love the game yeah
1: so I haven't played it and I don't intend to play it but from yeah. what I've seen the problem with the dialogue is that it's very like MCU quippy yeah. it is and yeah. that can be very cringy especially yeah. when it's a woman on her own talking to a brace, magic bracelet Going oh, like, and just wow, cool to the well. Like, like I don't she know. she speaks to NPCs as well. Yeah, so but you there's know this whole I mean. kind of, you
2: know, she'll like drop a, she'll say no cap or whatever.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> no, see this but is the thing, he- it's like a bunch of forty year old white yeah. dudes writing for a <laughs> young black woman. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese men. <laughs> yeah uh, No, but is it an American it's developed game? It's Luminous Studios? <laughs> is that a Japanese studio? I don't believe so. So it's an Americ it's an American studio.
2: I don't think it is.
1: It's Wait. not a Japanese game. No pretty way. I'm sure it is. Anyway. Um, one of the th- that so would the- explain the cringe dialogue. But so, I think- one,
2: of the, um, one of the reasons I think it is an issue with race is because I've seen a, uh, I've quite a few... It is a Japanese studio. I've okay. seen it because I'm pretty sure they also do Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. Um, well, that, that, those, games are, those games are cringy
1: in their own way, you know, <laughs> in um, the dialogue. Well, I've, I've seen, Japanese I've seen games quite over. a few
2: influential game critics... Say that the game's much better if you use the Japanese dub, Ugh. and I'm like, okay, so you take exactly the same lines. That's another it's no longer delivered by a black woman, and it's so much better. Yeah,
1: but that's also another hashtag gamer hashtag yeah. anime troll yeah. who's just like, you um, have to have it in no. the. But, but anyway,
2: anyway, long story short, like once you get used to the dialogue, mm. it's not so bad. The problem is the exposition. Exposition sucks. Mm. Number one, they don't do a good job explaining it in world. Yeah, and number two. When you're, like, navigating the world map, doing your stuff around the the objectives around the map and just exploring, it's like they recycle the same 10 lines over and over again, which gets really monotonous really quickly. And I don't like that. Yeah, that happens Um, a lot.
1: I think one of the major problems with the game also is that apparently it's very, like buggy and hard hard to get running properly yeah. especially on the PC.
2: Yes. Oh, the PC which, which minimum the, specs. Are the, the, yeah. The, yeah, it should not have been released on the PC. If they can't get a proper port on the PC, don't bother. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's part of the backlash and that's on that's an understandable part of the backlash because yeah. as Nathan and I were talking about last episode, it happens with every big game that comes out now is a buggy mess that you can hardly get running. Yeah. Um and I think the other problem is like you were just saying with the repeating dialogue, is now we're in the, I mean, it's current gen now, but we're in the next gen consoles, PS5, Xbox, Series X, and we're still getting games that feel very much like PS4. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So
2: so with the, the story is interesting. The world is interesting. Like, I want to get that out of the way uh, as quick Mm. as I can. I actually think it's an engaging world and I like being in it and that's something I haven't, haven't really seen people talking about people focus so much on the negatives that they don't see that it's actually an interesting world with an interesting story even if the delivery is not ideal hmm. um, it has interesting characters with interesting powers what about the gameplay though?
1: Because I've heard if that's, that's yes. a bit rough.
2: So, I, so when it comes to the magic parkour, which is what it's referred to in game, mm. I think people were maybe expecting like a Spider-Man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's literally her natural parkour ability is enhanced by the magic bracelet. I think it's sick. I love it. Mm. So, I haven't had that. Once you understand, like I, I was frustrated with it at first. But then once you understand the limitations of the parkour, you can make it work for you. So like I, I used to suck with it, like I said. But then I would look at a rock and I'd be like, "That's too high for me. I can't get there yet at the moment." I'm yes. sh- there's like these, there's like these geos that point out, and I'm, I'm convinced at some point I'm going to be able to rope up. Yeah, them. upgrade. Um, yeah. I love the parkour, man. Like I'll be running across, like I'll be running across a desert kind of mountain area, yeah. and I feel like a ninja. It's awesome. See, I don't like. It- I don't it's know open
1: world it's open world yeah Yeah. it's open world yeah so yeah.
2: once you get through like the first five chapters the world completely opens up yeah so you have this huge gigantic world with points of interest like assassin's creed style across the map
1: well that's what that's one of the criticisms criticisms i've heard is that you know because now every game has to be open world and like assassin's creed and those ubisoft, ubisoft yeah. kind of games is just like it's this huge world and it's either super empty or filled with a lot of repetitive crap.
2: Yeah, so the the, the the repetitive stuff is the chests you get which have crafting materials in them and stuff like that. In every zone, there's maybe four or five points of interest where you have to go kill enemies and you can get a new cloak or a new necklace or whatever. I don't hate it that much myself because I think that the funnest part of the game is the combat. And for me, I find a lot of people don't like the combat. They don't like the parkour. I'm on the other side of the fence where I think it's amazing. So, the for me, the parkour is really responsive. Once I'm in the zone with the parkour, like I said, I feel like a god. Mm. I'm like running around, jumping, doing cool, like wall running and stuff. Mm. And it feels so rewarding. The combat is exactly the same. Once you're parkouring in combat, you can hold a, a circle to evade attacks you feel untouchable, and you know until a guy throws a rock at you and you're done. <laughs> um, but my point is, like, with the way the combat works, is you get two abilities: the support ability, the attack ability. You shoot your rocks, and then you can get someone to hit, like, a little tree thing to help you, or vines to heal you if you take damage, or cure your poison or whatever. Mm. When you get everything working together, it feels so good. So, like I said, like I've been playing it a lot. I think I've I've been I'm 15 hours in. Okay. Um. So like I've spent all my time exploring the open world. Running, doing objectives, fighting enemies, picking up magic off the ground to level my character up, and that's another thing leveling the character, you really feel the growth, which is something I like mm. so when I make my power, my magic more powerful, I can tell mm. stuff like that, so like I look at the reactions to this game and it's overwhelmingly negative, but I'm having a blast. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure after 40 hours of running around, 40 extra hours of running around, maybe it'll start to wear off. Yeah. But that's when you go to the story and then you start to progress the story. There's also dungeons that you can go to, to unlock extra, you know, special items
0: and stuff. What he's not telling you is that when he's running around the world map doing objectives and he it's passes a building, it looks yeah. like a PS2 building. Now, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to get to. These <laughs> he's like, the, oh no, man, really? So those are the,
2: 20 FPS. Like, those are the positives, right? Yeah. It's not a perfect game. So I'm very lucky to have a fancy TV which has variable refresh rate. Okay. So I don't, ha- I don't see the problems as often as some people with inferior televisions, mm. peasants, uh, <laughs> might, might see. There are some times where the FPS drops, Yeah. which is bad. Mm. And it doesn't feel good when it drops. And it, sometimes it, it, it does feel quite jank. Um, now, this game's been in development for a very long time. So what and unfortunately, what's happened is it's neither a PS5 game nor a PS4 game. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So, when the graphics are good, they look stunning. Mm. But also, there are times when the graphics look awful. I don't know why that is. Mm. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But in the start of the game, it's set, it's set in New York. Yeah. And uh, when I was showing Nathan, when I first got the game running, I was walking through New York, and it's barely peopled the textures in the, in the far ground look like it's like PS2 pasted on textures that yeah. don't look, there's no like bump mapping or whatever. Yeah. And even when you're in the open world, if you, if you're on a high mountain and you look out across the texture, like if you see a building in the distance, like underneath, so you can kind of see over it. It's got like, like texture patterns yeah. that, that look like they're like from like, does like looks like from a preview or something like yeah. a, like a developer build or something. And it, it, it like I said, it looks terrible. So there's think, an, there seems to be an issue with texture display from far away. Yeah. suppose but when you get up close they look really nice. But even then, some textures just suck. So you'll be up close and there'll be a texture and it's like Nathan said, they won't just won't be a lot of it'll be four K. But there's just no detail to it. Yeah,
0: there's no detail. I
2: think um, the pro- the so, problem. Like, yeah, it had it had a stunted development cycle where I guess yeah, it had to reinvent where, itself because of the new tech available. And it's like Final Fantasy Fifteen had the exact same problem. Yeah, where the games take so long to develop, they find themselves in an awkward position for the hardware it's where also, they have to release on powerful uh, consoles. But they were developed for inferior Previous consoles.
1: Previous gen, yeah. I think that's the problem. Is like we're technically what two, three years into yeah, the new saw, gen I, or current gen. I saw an article yesterday but that made me COVID, have a heart attack.
2: That said that Sony's prioritizing the PS6 or PS5 Pro, and I thought, oh, we're already having yeah. that discussion. So that's the, the thing. PS5 is only just getting games now. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like we're already a few years in, and it still just feels like it's the f- first six months of yeah. the cycle yeah because we, we're just getting games now. yeah and it's just like and now they're already starting to think of what's the next console and it's like hang on we haven't even started this yeah. gen like we're still we're in this awkward phase of like we're still getting ps4 xbox one Titles, style yeah. games but on the new hardware and by the time we finally get games now that are truly for, next gen it's time for the next one they're going to be like, here's the PS6. It's like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we're going to have the problem with the PS6 where we're getting PS5 style games. Yeah. And it's never going to end. And I think the problem, a big problem is, and Nathan and I were kind of talking about this last week, is that there's too much focus on the, the graphics being the best thing ever and not on... Hey, let's make a creative, fun game. Mm. Yeah. The, f-
0: the problem is, games cost two hundred million dollars to make. Yeah, and yeah. and
1: yet they still come out buggy and broken because they're trying to make them the biggest, best thing ever, and yeah. it suffers yeah. because you're to, like
0: to loop Callum in. We had a conversation last week about how the the fun, the most fun games we've been playing recently are indie the games, are yeah. the indie double A kind yeah. of weird t- creative weird creative titles. Yeah. Um, that exists on games Game Pass right now, but it's like all these AAA games that cost 100, 200 million dollars to make. Well, of course, they're not going to get released because no one's ever going to be happy with the final product because it's costing yeah. them 100 million dollars. <laughs> you know what, what do you mean, mean
1: they're never going to get released?
0: Oh, it takes like, them like they, they uh, take 10 like, years to like, make. Like, yeah, like, oh, like oh a
1: okay, 10 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And then when they, by the time they come out, they're outdated. Yeah. yeah. And they're blow, they're bloated and buggy. Exactly. And yeah.
0: We need to the industry needs to shift again to Yeah, sure, like it might sound crunchy and awful releasing a game a year release a game every two years, but just you can scale it down. It's happening to Assassin's Creed.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, well uh, they're they're making you, small scale. the next game Assassin's
0: game. Creed is meant to be like a tighter more, 20 fun, hour I think more game. 20 we mentioned hour we game.
1: mentioned this because I remember you mentioned on another episode and I thought it was interesting because I, I stopped playing Assassin's Creed games ten yeah. years ago and they just got big and bloated and ugly and yeah. boring. And now they're like, "Oh, actually, we're going to do a tighter, story-focused game." I'm like, "Well, yeah. Now I'm interested again, exactly,
0: because you'll be able to actually ship it within a
1: few yeah. years. Yeah, and it won't just be this giant open world where you're just doing the same quest well, like, over and it's over It's like Hellblade.
0: Again. I saw yeah, Hellblade. Yeah, uh, Senua's Sac- Yeah, yeah. Sacrifice. I saw something. Yeah. Interesting. Well,
1: yeah, that's a in, that's an indie game. Yeah. That, that game yeah. looked like a AAA game, but it was but more it was focused. So focused yeah. yeah,
0: you know, I saw something interesting on the uh, on the twitters um, the other day. You know, the most Actually, was Digital Foundry tweeted it? One of the guys from Digital Foundry. The best-looking Assassin's Creed game in terms of graphics is still Unity, and that was a PS4 game. I believe
1: that's interesting. When, when did that? It was that. I mean, this. It's not one of the, the. It's not one it's of not the, not the, one new, the newer ones. Newer yeah, yeah. ones.
0: But if you look at screenshots of U- Unity and put it next to the new games, Unity looks a miles Well, better it's like
1: because it's tighter. It's like when the new Halo came out and people were like putting it against like Halo, whatever the previous one was, five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and people were like, "What the hell is with the drop in quality? Like, what are you guys spending all your time and money on?" And I think it's because they're stretching themselves so thin with like open yeah. worlds and yeah. on on multi like massive online yeah. multiplayer maps and yeah modes and it's just like just make a Halo game yeah. yeah
0: like as far as Assassin's Creed goes like Unity, Syndicate all the older games that had that old kind of larger world hub style mm. and it wasn't just like here's the Greek islands go sail it's like <laughs> they were a lot better yeah than the kind of ones where it's like you have to explore a continent yeah because you can focus and I'm hoping that's where the industry moves yeah and so it's like just focus a little bit more on a well, singular vision and don't try to give everyone everything hmm yeah, but yeah. Uh, and spend hundred million dollars doing it for some reason. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, for spoken, uh, I thought was really really good. Um, obviously, I guess, uh, by if, if you're interested, maybe wait for a discount or play the demo first. I don't know, but I thought it was great. I think it's great. I well, Love it. I was,
1: um, you know, I was talking to Nathan last week, and I'm like, I with with I don't play AAA games anymore, and the ones I do want to play. I don't buy them when they come out. I buy them when they go cheap because it's not worth... Oh, they're like 110 bucks a piece at And that's at the, that's the yeah. other thing is they're, they're so expensive now. Yeah. Like, it's insane. It, 120 bucks for a PS5 game is not worth it, no matter how no. good the game is.
2: Um, but another interesting surprise... So, Square Enix is an interesting company because... Uh, they released a game called Stranger of Paradise, which is like a Souls game set in the Final Fantasy universe, but it's a mm. prequel to Final Fantasy One. Mm. So you become the villain of Final Fantasy One. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, anyway, the game is it, fun, but also sucks because <laughs> it, the the I graphics look like PS3 at times, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, and also <laughs> it's really hard. So one thing that really frustrated me was they released all these really cool sounding uh, DLC expansions for the game, and I'm like, cool, they sound really fun. The problem is. The geniuses over at the company which made this game locked it behind difficulty settings, but so like that's fine. Like if I have to play it in hard mode, that's fine. But you have to spend money, in-game currency, I should say, to unlock hard mode levels. So you have to play that's a le- you have to play a level on like the regular hard mode to yeah. earn this currency to then play the game on a harder mode to unlock currency to play it on the DLC level. Oh my god. So it's like how like I was like I'm just not going to play the DLC cuz I don't no. have time to endlessly replay the same levels no. to unlock content. That's but another I've thing paid we were for. That's exactly about. What we were talking about <laughs> yeah. last week. But I paid for that and they want me to like no, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. But anyway, it's looking likely they're going to make a sequel which you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I>
2: can't to <laughs> <possibly> hit
1: someone. <laughs> yeah, but then you'll play it, won't
2: you? Depends on what... Depends on the if they lock the DLC behind their... Yeah, the yeah. But you won't know thing. until after. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, that's... I Because I Speaking of it. cringe dialogue...
0: <laughs> Must have been <laughs>
2: chaos.
1: Chaos. Where is chaos? Are you chaos?
2: <laughs> you know, those, you, know the, <laughs> you leave Jack alone. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's like... It's like... It's like 80s action. <laughs> yeah, through the lens of, like, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just... Oh.
2: It, it was a fun <laughs> game. It's just a shame that they handled the business side of it so weirdly. Yeah. Like the the locking the DLC behind stuff. Like, like who does that benefit? No one. Yeah, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah. Um, It's just predatory capitalism. Yeah. Well, we've only got about five minutes. Do you think we can speed run all the Microsoft stuff?
0: Oh, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Maybe we should (laughs) leave it. We'll leave it for the Tuesday review.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if we'll have time for the the next next, episode, but maybe the episode episode after. after, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Watch the developer direct. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of Microsoft announcements, Game Pass announcements, yeah. which we'll talk about um, in the coming weeks.
0: Well, I think that's all we've got time for yeah. today. That's Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a easy, very busy Saturday. Special, it's going to be a bit hot today. Special Please bonus. stay cool, stay hydrated. Yeah. Uh, storming,
1: storming last episode, and stinking hot this That's episode.
0: It. You never know. You never know what's gonna come. Yeah. All right, make your everyone. own Dungeons and Dragons. Content. Yes. Make your own D and D content. It belongs to you now. I'd yeah. It belongs to you. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Tuesday. Adios, cousins.